0: Hi. And welcome to the Diablo podcast. You're home for Diablo diehards, tryhards, hardcore and casual alike. I am your host Xanth and today I am joined by Jen.
1: Jen. It's me. Hello. Jen for the second time
0: we got her. And um a man so gifted in his craft that after hosting E3, they decided they never need to do it again. Reg Miller. Hello, everyone. Yes, I killed E3. I'm
2: very proud of that, of course. It limped. It tried to limp along without me, but now you're
0: on. Ready uh, to kill you, this you, podcast. My, well, I'm. Oh, my wow. my <laughs> concern is not that you're going to kill it; it's that you will take it over because you uh you do so much uh but before we get into that we are brought to you by purediablo.com your home for an expansive wiki and ever-growing community and of course this podcast uh so greg as you are our super special guest and this has been in the works for a few months um if anybody out there doesn't know who you are uh who are you what do you do plug yourself that sounds wrong um
1: What a way to
2: start! (laughs) It's not
0: that kind of podcast.
2: Where I want to start the podcast is to tell you that, of course, I've hosted E3, I've I've won a game award and given a speech before they tell you to shorten your speeches. I host the Dice Awards every year. Uh, I'm a WWE superstar, so I'm doing stuff on (laughs) camera, WrestleMania and all that jazz. I don't think I have been this nervous. For an appearance in years, if not decades. Because it was funny when we kept moving this around, because our schedules are bad, I kept feeling so bad to move it, because I actually listened to the show. And when I kept moving it with you, you wrote, I run a small niche podcast, having you on is a big deal. And I was like, oh man, this is all twisted around. Because for me, like if somebody, for me it was the obsession with Diablo 4 was growing. My hype was, uh, you know, insurmountable and uncontainable as we were getting closer and closer to launch. And so when I put in, I need a Diablo podcast, like, and I make video game podcasts for a living. But like, they weren't talking about it, the minutia of it. And da, da. When I found you guys and started listening to you guys, I was like, oh, these are the guys. Like, we're we are having long shows and they are discussing things way above my head, and I am enjoying it. So when you, when I, I think it was a joke. I I, I mentioned you on our podcast and in our review, right? And then you're like, you should come on the show. I immediately got so nervous because everyone, if you you don't know me and we'll run through who I am or whatever, you need to understand I am a filthy casual. I love Diablo, but I am nothing like any of you, and I long to be like you. I am the little brother when it comes to Diablo, so I'm very excited to be here. I'm also so nervous of how, how I will be judged.
0: Um Wow! Uh, one, at uh, you know, rush uh, take all those words and those compliments, edit them, you know, do that into some sort of a, a trailer. That was far too kind. <laughs> uh, you talk about being nervous. Like now we're just going to trade compliments. I was nervous to be chatting with you. Like you do this for a living and you do it really well. Uh, and I'm I'm just down here, you know, putting on this funny robe, uh, making some talk about Diablo. So that, that was very kind, Greg. But you, I mean, don't downplay it. You do
2: such a great job. Like, again, uh, as somebody who listens to a lot of video game podcasts and turns off more than he listens to, right? (laughs) You know, know, people hit me up and they want me to be on or they do this thing or it's, I've met somebody and yada, yada, yada. Or it's just a fan that I see does when I'll pop in. Like, what gets me with you guys is the chemistry and the knowledge because you guys are able to talk about it, but then you're also friends and you're bouncing things around. You know, I love, and I think one of the reasons I got internet famous for this, you know, that and $2 will get you a cup of coffee. Uh, internet famous for this was the fact that I talked about my real life in tandem with the show, the games I was reviewing or whatever. And so I see you guys doing that with your your families and your free time and like not being afraid to come on and be like, I actually didn't get to play that much. I, I think it was the one of the betas where you guys were like, ah, oh, we actually didn't touch it that much this time because of X, Y. And I was like, oh, that's refreshing that you're still coming out here, being the experts, talking about what you know, but also admitting what you missed or didn't get to yet. And I also uh. really appreciated. And I'm just gonna keep showering his compliments. I really appreciated. <laughs> At launch, right when the game came out, like I was expecting you guys to be full on. Here's a podcast a day, and instead it was the, all right, we're hitting the brakes. We're gonna go play this for like a month, and then we'll come. <laughs> I was like, dang, that is awesome. You guys do a
0: great job here. Well, well, thank you again. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was impossible to schedule uh, around launch. Everybody was playing, um, yeah, and like that's that's what we were looking forward to. And you know, nobody gets paid to be here, so let's do it when we like. We're not paying Greg. Um as far as I know. Um sorry,
1: I gotta go. <laughs> Shall I keep quiet about the check that I got?
0: Uh yes. Yes, you should.
1: Uh, it's it's a UK thing. We
0: have to. We we have yeah. to actually.
1: Um contracts.
0: Yeah. But um no, it, that is that is very, very, very kind of you. Uh so Craig, so you, me, you mentioned so all perfect. these cool things. Let's let's talk about you. Sure.
2: Uh, you know, you said from the beginning, so that's a, a long trek, but I'll give you the highlights and we'll get where we're going. Of My name's Greg Miller. Uh, in the fourth grade, uh, I had an issue of GamePro. On the cover was Death and Return of Superman. On the inside was Maximum Carnage. And I read it cover to cover every night for an entire month before it dawned on me, adults got paid to write these words. And so I stomped into the kitchen with the magazine. I was all, you know, fourth grade, walk, walked up to my mom who was making dinner, and I said, I know what I want to do with my life. And my mom turned around and said, What's that? And I said, I want to write about video games. I showed her the magazine. And to her credit, to my dad's credit, they both said, okay, well, we don't know how that would actually happen, but this is a magazine, so that's journalism, so we should probably chase that. So I started doing the school paper, you know, I went to high school, took over the school papers there, Uh, eventually was pointed in the direction of the University of Missouri, the best journalism school in the country, and went there and got a journalism degree uh, to write for magazines. And, you know, I did a year and a half of the daily local paper. I had a great time there, really enjoyed it. But six, or no, a year in, I convinced them uh, to give me a video game column and blog. And they were like, fine, you can do this. I went from, in my head, being a general assignment reporter that I was, and that was my card, uh, to being a video game reporter there. And so for six months, I did everything I could in the weekly column and in the daily blog to talk about video games through the Columbia, Missouri perspective. And finally, on what would turn out to be my 13th attempt, on my email after college, uh, I emailed IGN and said, hey, I'd love to talk about this job. And they finally, because the first 12 times did not even give me a rejection letter, uh, hit me back and said, yeah, we have a PlayStation position. Uh, let's do an interview tomorrow. And so I got contacted, interviewed, and hired within 24 hours. So literally overnight, all my dreams came true. And you know, a month later, I moved to San Francisco, and I've been here now coming up on 17 years, 17 years in March. And so I worked at IGN for about eight years there. Uh, you know, I start I was on the PlayStation team the entire time, but towards the end there, they were foolish enough that they noticed, hey, this guy's really good at podcasting and doing interviews. Uh, we should give him a talk show on this new YouTube channel we're starting. And so they gave me a show called Up at Noon in 2012, where I suddenly had my name and face in front of everyone who would come to IGN.com, and it kind of took this. I would say I was, like, you know, on the independent circuit, if you will, if you're a wrestling fan, where I had a lot of fans who knew me from the podcasting thing, but podcasting wasn't where it is now. Uh, And once you put me in these videos, and put me out there with real celebrities and interviewing, like, real movie stars and things like that. It kind of caught fire. And uh, I started falling in love with a thing called YouTube, where I was already doing the podcast. I was already reviewing video games. I was already doing a talk show. But this new... Avenue taught me about what YouTube really was and what you could do there. I had been looking for a creative outlet all my own because as much as I loved working at IGN, you know, it was, you would come home and continue working on the video game you were playing at work or keep working on the feature you were working on. And I, I needed something my own. And so I found YouTube and started making YouTube videos on my own. And then lo and behold, that started to take over, and I you know had uh, started this channel with uh, by myself, but with the help of Nick and Tim behind the camera calling on camera, and it was one of those things where we all started talking about like, well, wait hold on a second. what if this actually became a thing and what would that look like? And so in 2014 we rebranded as kind of funny while still working at IGN. Uh, that made IGN unhappy. <laughs> uh, them them kind them of tighten the grip on us a little bit, made us unhappy. And in 2015, January 5th, we broke off on our own to start Kind of Funny from a spare bedroom in San Francisco. And now, nearly nine years later, January 5th will be our nine-year anniversary, uh, we are an 11-person team in a 5,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art, LA-quality studio in San Francisco, making the dream a reality every day with uh, daily video game news podcasts, uh, platform podcasts, review shows. Then there's a whole bunch of movie and comic books and that kind of content, and then there's just shooting the shit with your friends podcast. We have a little bit of everything for someone. So hopefully if you don't know who I am, you'll come over to kindoffunny.com and check out
0: one of the YouTube channels or the podcast where you can find them wherever you Absolutely should. Uh, we were having this conversation a little bit pre-show. Uh, I equate kind of funny to uh, much akin to sports media. Uh, there's always a local sports station that's talking. in in Wisconsin, as you would know, Greg, it's always the Packers. Right. It's the Packers oh, stopping. Yeah. Uh, and I, the, I only have sports radio on because I can't play any of the music I want with the kids in the car. Um, <laughs> it's like this neutral thing. I don't, you know, we're not going to put on a bunch of cursing and I don't need to explain words to them. So sports radio is, is very uh, Um, but like they're always on. They're always jabbering about the-, the curse. You guys have something, and I would argue it's of a higher quality than sports radio. Um, Thank you. Because... It isn't all just nonsensical filler. Like there's good information, but it's also jovial banter in tandem. But it, it uh, from what I found in listening, it's always steering back towards the content, uh, which is far more engaging. Um, and you guys do it well, so uh, it's a good plug if you have not started following. Kind of funny if you're not listening to any of their shows. They, I have a show for anybody, uh, so give it a listen. We try. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you guys do a great job um well thank you so much and i feel like i've seen your face and heard your voice for a long time so this is very surreal to be i am hanging quite out.
2: old i am quite um, old we're I'm the same reminded. age you and i are the wow. exact same age um and anybody get the people coming up to you being like i listened to you in junior high and i'm like oh god now you're making this triple a video game oh my goodness
0: Oof. um well yeah i don't um uh, but uh, you've got that nice head of hair, so you got that going for you. Yeah, it's slowly no? going gray. Not even that slowly. Yeah.
2: I wish it would just go. Yeah, see, I wish yeah. it was the silver fox, like it was all there. And then it's also like certain lights make it look way worse. I look good today. It
0: was <laughs> Greg it's a good lighting. <laughs> um, yeah. Mine went clear, and uh, <laughs> it's
1: fine.
0: It's How fine. long ago did you say goodbye to all your hair? Uh, I shaved it all off. It was pre-COVID. Um, hmm. Yeah, it was a, around then. Um, it's like 2019, 2018. I, I just never wanted to be one of those guys where, like, you see them, you're like, oh, you should you shave it. Well like yeah, that, yeah. Like, you walk past them, like, that guy should let it go.
2: Um, yeah, one of my co-founders, Nick, is always talking about that because he has thin hair, and he's, he's, he's you know, doing all the different stuff to keep it around as long possible but he's ready that at a moment's notice when it just goes <laughs> a
0: bit, just be done with it. Just, just be done and then you get to take ownership of it i think it's much nicer that way because then then you have it okay uh so we are dovetailing into becoming a hair club for men podcast um we don't let's want tell us about our sponsor that. for hymns <laughs> if that's how we get our first sponsor is because of this conversation it would be comical um but you know if I, also i don't I don't think that company is gonna want this guy as the spokesperson to like talk about it. Although it's they do offer other me, products. It's
2: <laughs> too late for me, but not for
0: you. <laughs> That's all right, Greg. You, you gotta. You're to something there. I'm here. Um, I'm
2: here. I'll, I'll pitch for you. I'll get you. I'll get you out there.
0: All right. So this is for both of you guys, because Jen, you were on before too, and I don't think we got a chance to talk about this. Um, you know the. Dan, you you're constantly talking about Diablo and, and Greg, I know you're constantly playing. You know, what's your what's your history with Diablo that keeps you coming back? Right? Like what is it about this franchise that uh that brings you onto this podcast, right? Like what is it about it that that keeps you wanting to
1: talk and engage with it? Den? first introduction to Diablo is probably quite a bit later than even you guys on the podcast because my first Diablo game was Diablo three. Um and it was a slow burn for me. It's not a game I picked up and loved immediately. Uh it was just something I had a couple of friends over. It had just dropped on Xbox. Uh and they're like, oh here's a fun game we can all play together. Um and we just we sat there, went through the story. Um there's no split screen either in Diablo three. You have to wait till everybody gets back to town all individually go through your gear um and even though that was painful <laughs> to, to go <laughs> through um, I still really enjoyed the game the whole like equipping uh new weapons and your damage numbers going up that part of it clicks with me um the extent of my experience with Activision Blizzard before that had just been playing skylanders with my my son nice. uh, so it, it was my first blizzard game um after that uh and then i suppose Reaper of Souls came out, and that's when I got really sucked into the whole Diablo universe. It was that cutscene where uh, Malfiel goes all Thanos on Westmarch. I was like, oh, wow, this is really dark. (laughs) I can get into this. Um, And then I started looking more into the lore, uh, and that's the bit that really sucked me in and made me keep going back and researching it more and more. And then I eventually went back and played Diablo 2, and I realised, oh, oh, this is the better game. But because Diablo 3 was my first game, I didn't experience all that negativity around Diablo 3, about it being too colourful, the whole um, Deckard Cain dying to butterflies, all the the memes. Uh, It didn't affect me, because to me it was a great game, because it was my first introduction. Uh, And I still think it's a great game, and it's still my favourite in the franchise. I'm not saying it's the best, but it's still my favourite at the moment. There's there's Um, still time for
0: Ford to take that crown, but...
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's just got a special place in my heart because it was my first experience. Uh, and from that, I then went on ready, ended up chatting to other people in the community and learning how to become a badass at the game, basically, and not just a filthy casual. I still am a filthy casual. Um, but, you know, things like pushing and pushing leaderboards and playing till the end of a season to get your rewards and stuff like that and getting good. Uh, I just I really enjoyed coming back every single season, starting from the beginning um so yeah that's how I got into it
2: that, so, how about you Greg for me like if you talk we're talk like it's a long we we'll, I'm going to get into the whole timeline and everything else right but you're wrong Jen Diablo 3 was my first Diablo as well where it was the fact that you know I was raised and okay. still am a console gamer like that's just how it is for me and I played some PC yep. stuff you know growing up and like but it was always I was very big on IP. Like I was, you know, I, I remember convincing my parents to let me get a new PC because I wanted to play the Simpsons virtual Springfield game. Right. And like then <laughs> my other game on it was like Men in Black and Tomb Raider and all these <laughs> things that I guess Tomb Raider might have been a new IP then. But like it was this idea that like I was trying to experience stuff I already liked out there. And so for all the EGMs and game pros I was reading, I don't think I was reading into it enough to take a shot on something that granted is Diablo 2 probably, you know, right around the time period for me but in terms of something that, like, wasn't, oh, this isn't a Spider-Man thing or this isn't some other license. So it kind of works in backwards for me, where I think it's the idea of reading about Diablo and hearing about Diablo and seeing the fan base for Diablo and seeing how incredible that is, right, throughout my fandom of being a video game person, right, just being a video game player. And then to start at IGN in 2007 and suddenly have, access to everything. Where it was like, oh okay, cool. Like there are people here who can, I, like my I I bought a PC for Diablo 3 and technically I guess Sim cuz I knew I was getting ready for that. But it was the idea of I think I bought Anthony Galleos' old PC cuz he bought Charles on Yet from the PC team's new PC. Like there was like one of those things of like the hand me down, but you're all paying each other for my stuff. So like it was the idea that I'm at IGN, I know about how great Diablo is, and it's not coming to consoles at this point, right? Like, that's just not something that's happening. So, you hear so much about it, and then for it to be that I was such a huge Marvel Ultimate Alliance player, which, of course, a little, not, not exactly the same, but, very, you know, in terms of an action RPG and getting in there and. Grinding characters and leveling them up and stuff. I had come up knowing how much I loved that. So to talk to people like, oh, well, Diablo's like that, and Diablo 3 is approaching, and, you know, for 2012 on PC, like, it was one of those, like, okay, okay, okay. And so, you know, I remember. I got the Giant Diablo collector's edition that is behind you the one that's signed right like I I got that I didn't get it signed I had it but I you know it came with like the Diablo USB and all the cool maps and all and like I took the day off work to stay home and play it and then I was <laughs> lucky enough to meet Air Code 34 whatever it was right
0: 37 <laughs> it, yep
2: 37 and be like ah oh, god why did I I, I I burned a sick day on this I burned a day <laughs> off on this a paid day but you know it was there and it was jumping in and it was playing it, you know, mouse and keyboard on my coffee table, playing it on my TV and just sitting there on the floor and just going through and getting loot, right? Like, I mean, like, I think, you know, as a bigger question of why Diablo speaks to me and why I love it, like, I love the idea of having a game to come back to and have kind of be that never ending gobstop- gobstopper. You know, like, uh, it's funny because, of course, again, messing with the timeline and stuff. But a callback to Diablo 2, right? Like, I remember when David Brevik who of course was one of the creators of Diablo 2, but like the face of it, launched Marvel Heroes. And he came in and did up at noon and explained it to us. And it was another one where I was like, I bought the Founders Omega Collection, right? Because I was like, I want to be all about this game. And when that eventually came to console, right? Just like Diablo 3 and Reaper and Souls and all that. Like when it came to console, Marvel Heroes became the, I'm never deleting this from my hard drive. Like, it would be that rainy day of, like, I want to play something, but, I oh, I'm going to go play Marvel Heroes. I'm just going to go grind Daredevil. I'm going to go put on a symbiote suit and do whatever. I'm just going to blah blah through that. And Diablo fits that bill as well, right? And so, you know, Diablo 3 played a ton of it on PC, but I kept it very single-player-y. Like, I wasn't playing with other people from IGN. They were all, like, chasing, you know, the leaderboards, like you're talking about, trying to do the the ultimate things, whereas I was still just, like, chipping away. Because one of the things that's, like, you know, the smallest violin in the world the woe is me of my job right is the fact that for what i do of talking about games but also reviewing games and, and you know every week trying to talk about something different it means that like my time with games is so limited where it is that thing of like uh, you know i i love I, it's lucked out for me of that like, i love the playstation narrative adventures let's give you a story in 15 to 20 hours and then you're done you roll credits and i know that you know people. So uh, up in arms that Spider-Man 2 could be platinum in one weekend, and I'm like, yes, you know, perfect. I can
1: go. I appreciate games like that as well. <laughs> I can Definitely. get it
2: all, and I can move on to the next thing because you know, uh, this year, you know, 2023 has been game of the year after game of the year. Every mm-hmm. week has had something you have to play, and so like, you know, for me to be a a, a pundit, a commentator, and an enter- entertainer in this space who wants to talk about all these different things, it usually means I can't hang on to a game long, and so. Even with Diablo 3, it was one of those things I played a lot of, and then bounced off to go review whatever I needed to at IGN. Because again, at that point I'm on the PlayStation team, so me playing Diablo in my off hours isn't helping the job that I need to do. And so, you know, eventually when it comes to console, I'm right back to it. I'm playing a ton of it there. I remember playing, you know, uh, uh, co-op at that point with my girlfriend, uh, ex-girlfriend. Uh, we broke up over. I'm sorry, we didn't break up. Over. <laughs> but like we're playing, you know, because and it's that thing where we were both into it. We had characters and we're running it and having a great time with it. And so then you know Marvel heroes like I said does all that blah 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 but then it's this build to really for me Diablo 4 where again it's another one of like I feel as a gamer I've my tastes have not matured as much as diversified whereas I think if you would have talked to me in in 2012 first off it was insane that I was playing a PC game whereas now I have a Steam deck and like I do other things right but in terms of like again playing that strictly as a single player thing I just wasn't I don't want to go do that and I think you know to be where we are now and have it be, like, you know, stuff like The Division under my belt. You know, I I, I was the DC Universe Online's biggest proponent, right? And, like, so I have 100, 900 hours, I think it was, the last check. I haven't got a new update on that. Like, the way I've matured in terms of doing multiplayer stuff and wanting those experiences and Borderlands, et cetera. Like, the build to this was, like, okay, cool. Like, obviously Battle Passes obviously games as a service there are a lot of failed ones there are a lot of misses there are a lot of things to be mad about but for me with diablo 4 in particular i very much identified it as, when for, through the betas and as the lead up to it of like i really feel like this is going to be the game i never delete from my hard drive because it will always have something new for me and again for the way my life works the ability to all right cool i've got to go review you know two rpgs in this action game and whatever and some little indie back to back to back to back and then i have thanksgiving and a life and a two-year-old at home like i know i will eventually be back to diablo and i love that Comfort
1: feeling, food game isn't it
2: exactly right like it is such a homecoming you get in there mm. and it's like it's so refreshing to be back and be like all oh, right cool and then The way they've been running seasons, right, for a casual like me of jumping in and being like, okay, cool. I have to roll a new character, which means I get to learn again. Whereas, like, my biggest thing is dropping, like, you know, what I'm – oh, Zelda's a great example, right? I didn't review Zelda. Blessing reviewed it for us, so I started it after him. But then I, you know, for three months was on a different review every week. So then when I turned back on Zelda, you know, 30 hours in, I'm like, what the hell was I doing? Where was I going? (laughs) What do you do? Like, you – you don't worry about that when you start it. You roll a new two in Diablo, right? It's like, okay, cool. I'm attacking and I'm attacking and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna get the better loot and do that. It's like, I think my, there's something co- so comforting
0: about that. My advantage that I've had as of late is my my son has played a lot of the games that I have purchased with the intention of playing, and I can play Diablo and watch him play it, and it's kind of like I'm doing it. It's so like sure, I didn't yeah. touch the That's new what he Zelda, well spent. Well,
1: I'd probably right? See. Uh, he
0: he just started Final Fantasy 16 the other day that I had not opened because it, I got it right around uh, the release of the first season. Um, so I'm like, oh, this great, this game looks great. I'm going to enjoy watching you play it. And since I'm in the same room, it counts as me beating it. So yep, I'm okay yep, with it. Yep. Um, as your son gets a little bit older, I'd recommend that. Like you can just kind of cheat a little bit. I love it. Great idea.
2: I did it with Jen when... Uh, um hellblade the original hellblade draw no not hellblade uh yeah no that's right they send you a game right yeah yeah, yeah, hellblade. yeah. uh anyways hellblade the, when the first one did it was like i watched her platinum that
0: game and i was like
2: cool <laughs> i i would have enjoyed this but i've seen you do it so there's no reason to now i know how great this game is thank you
0: well um, no i think you guys are both on to something though about the the comfort of it um mm-hmm. I'm, it, it, it's super interesting that both of you have three as the first one though um and it, I think it's like as, and I, I mentioned before, Greg, we're the same age. I just look significantly older. Um, yeah, right. You know, like I, um, like I came in with Diablo One. Like I, I saw it as, um, wow, like in in a comic book shop in Appleton, Wisconsin, that I would hang out with, hang out in, like when I was in sixth grade. The the owner had just installed Diablo. And that was the game I went and begged my parents to put on our old school Acer PC. Um, and I was hooked From for the exact same reasons that you guys are listening, though. Like that comfort of I can I can play for just a little bit and I can find an item that makes me better. And now then I can come back and play it again. And then when Diablo 2 came out, I was a junior in high school. So... Like that's peak video game time in your life. Oh, that's yeah. formative years. Uh, so it was really easy to throw myself into that, and then like that cemented it. It was it. It was Diablo is the cornerstone, and every iteration therein, I'm going to throw myself at. Um, and I've I've loved each one in their own respective ways. They're like children, right? Um, I can recognize. They're very them different
1: false. children, but we love them all equally.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and I think we do live in a great time to be a Diablo fan because, uh, you know, Diablo 3 is still getting worked on. We we have new seasons yes. that come out that you can dive into to just get a little bit of the taste. Uh, Diablo 2, still getting uh, some work here and there, some new ladder resets with Diablo 2 Resurrected. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Diablo 4, um, which is really in a nice spot. And I think that's a nice transition to Diablo 4 you know we got this great build up so how have you been enjoying Diablo 4 so far um Jen what did you come out during the season of Malignant was that one last time we talked
1: yes no, I think spoke about you before that season started okay. we were talking about our hopes and dreams for it
0: ah, and which
1: was very foreshadowing we,
0: we were we were off <laughs> we were off a yeah. bit. um you know, mm-hmm. and that's that, that's that Ebon flow that you were talking about, Greg, that, you know, sometimes the season just doesn't hit. And that came so quickly after release. Mm-hmm. Um, and it and was, that was uh, a mistake, right? We all agree right. that? It should, yeah. yeah. It just, yeah. It, sh- it shouldn't have happened. Um, you know, having to redo everything essentially in such a short time period. Um, I get why they wanted to get it out. But at the same time, uh, it, it wasn't as fun as it could be. and. Then they go and they just totally redeem themselves with season two. And here we are all excited for, for season three. So, uh, yeah. How has your seasonal experience been, you guys? Uh, no, let's just talk about season two. Let's just not talk about season one. We don't need to do that.
1: We <laughs> don't need to go over that again. <laughs> no,
0: we, we had that podcast and then we had another sad podcast. Um, no, these are, these are happy podcasts. Uh, so how has the season of blood been for the two of you
1: so season of blood for me it completely redeemed the game again it's just been a roller coaster of emotions uh not that i completely give up on it after season one i know how these things work they get corrected they do listen to the community very well i will say uh, and implement changes so i was confident that they would come back with a banger at some point um i didn't realize season two would be as fun as it has been I did think that the vampire theme was a bit lame when it was first announced. I'm sorry. Oh,
2: I was so excited. Was like, uh, yeah,
1: Halloween <laughs> It just seemed a bit cheesy. I don't know. Yeah. And I just thought, I don't know how this fits in the Diablo universe. But somehow it does. It works. Even from the very start of the season, when they start with their little side quest and explain how it all relates to the ancients. I'm like, OK, you've got me. I'm in. I believe you. I believe this. <laughs> i can roll with this and then just the actual overworld activities with the blood harvest so much fun with friends so exciting just being like showered with loot from every direction having to go back to town um and it just it was just a complete night and day experience from season one Uh, a lot of it is because i had a break as well which i think helped i did experience a lot of burnout by the time season one came around having that break and going away and playing other games and then coming back in season two did me good um and then since that's come out we've had these like mid-season drops which we've never really experienced before with Diablo normally it's just take what you get from day one uh, they just make small patch changes uh, but with this we've had like Malignant Rings we've had um Abattoir of Zer and now we've got the Midwinter Blight event and we'd, it's just content constantly keeping you engaged so, yeah, I've been really happy with how the season's gone and I think if this is our season 2, I'm really really excited for season 3.
0: And uh Jen, what How's class you have you
1: been playing? Um I played necro. Um I thought I was being really clever going with a necro mancer because it's season of blood, but I'm not that clever because everybody else had the same idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it's great for role playing, but um I normally play rogue. And I still feel like I suit Rogue play style better. So it's been fun experimenting, but I will probably go back to Rogue for next season. Nice. Greg? Uh,
2: Yeah, I've been having a blast with this. You know, again, like I was an easy sell on it, or like vampires. Yeah, I love Halloween. So spooky season, a reason to jump back in. I was all about it. Uh, And then, yeah, the amount of content like you were already talking about jen with all the loot being showered on you Mm -hmm. uh, how approachable it is in terms of knowing what to do where to go and i mean that was could be said a little bit for season one as well but like i feel like this is just a cooler theme than season one and i'm enjoying it and i back to your your point jen that we were talking about i think even for it coming too soon right the season one having that break helped so much where it It was that i did put it down and i walked away and that was great right like you know my diablo 4 story is no pun intended married to my wife right where it's like uh when diablo 4 was uh, up and coming and i was getting so excited like it was kind of like one of those like moments we hadn't talked about where i was like oh yeah and i'm so excited for diablo 4 she's like oh me too and like my wife works in the video game industry but like we had never talked about her also being uh obsessed with the was like wait what like are we are we doing this together? She's like, can we? And I had to run through, like, explaining, oh, yeah, but you can have your own – you're logging in with your own care, but it's split screen, but we're there, But uh, and everything's built around it. We can wait, and I can move you. And, like, she was like, okay, yeah, yeah. And so, like, this, you know, especially for us with, at the time, uh, a one-and-a-half-year-old, right, like a, a sub-two-year-old, this, like, was such a fun throwback to, like, you know, when we first were together of, like, you know – Eating dinner as fast as possible after we got the baby to sleep to go downstairs to play as long as we could, and then it's all these stories of me falling asleep next to her. Like she, you have to, she'd be elbowing me in the ribs and dungeons like, great, heal, wake up, wake up. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I was going to sleep You know what I mean? So, anyways, it's all these great times with Jen and having a part of that. The problem is that Jen hates having to use a different character. She wants to use our eternal characters for every season and then i and i respect that and understand that and i have that i have that dog in me as well (laughs) because i'm trying to i my my it's you know a a very long tail thing and i know so many people listening have done it probably and scoff at me and i understand that but for the way my life and job works like i'm going to platinum diablo 4 in the next years (laughs) like you know what i mean (laughs) but so it's like for me there is that same thing you know you talked about how much how do you enjoy the season and blah, blah blah like Every night, for the most part, when I go and log in, I look at my Eternal character, I'm like, does it make more sense to play as that character and try to get the, get, you know, push towards level 100, do all the grinding, blah, 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 or does it make more sense right now to keep enjoying the early levels of, you know, what's great about Diablo, right, where you're popping levels, leveling up, getting stronger, better gear, yada, yada, yada whereas, like, those later levels are grind, 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 and so it's like, I've Committed to this season, so I've just been playing. The, I've been running through the season. I've been using a seasonal character here or whatever. But I feel that push and pull all the time of like, well, what do I do? And blah blah, blah. And like, you know, I need to have a come to Jesus moment either with you guys or Fran Mirabella, who's our friend, who's also obsessed with Diablo and streams at all the time. Like, I need to set aside the time where it's just me, not Jen. And it is Fran, carry me. Like, put, let's just go. I just need I need XP. We need to grind this. We need to do this thing. And like. I, it's a weird thing of loving this game so much, playing for me especially in the grand scheme of how many games I have to play so much of the game, but still feel like I'm treading water. I'm like, God, I need to I need to commit one way or the other, and I'm just never sure which is the right way to go, but I'm having a great time with this season. I'm running a Barbarian, which I usually don't do. I'm also usually a Rogue, so I'm actually surprised at how much fun I'm having. I'm just Hulk smashing it and tearing it up and being in the middle of everything.
0: Run. Yeah. So I would recommend if you are if you want to alleviate that dichotomy between eternal and season, is only play hardcore because those characters die and then you don't even have to worry about it because you can't even make an eternal character. You may as well just make a seasonal every time. It's-
2: but what if I fall in love with that character and then when it goes to eternal, I want to stick with it, you know what I mean?
1: Part of it, that's the, the heartbreak. You know, yeah. you go through a mourning period. When your character dies.
2: <laughs> right now, I was telling, before you got here, uh, Jen, Xanth and I were talking, like, on Friday of this week, and I don't know when this posts, uh, me and uh, Mike are going to close out the year and do a hardcore stream of Diablo, and so I'll roll my first hardcore character. I'm very excited. Uh,
1: me and yeah. um, Jez did a hardcore stream, and we both died at level eight. <laughs> okay. That's how well that went.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did manage to get my first hardcore 100 a couple of weeks ago. Thank you. Thank oh, you. Legend. Um, I have not died. Uh I, no, I have died once. So I do play Diablo while I run on the treadmill. And got a new treadmill. What
1: was the
0: I know. I, I felt the need to bring it up. I want to impress Craig. Um <laughs> and I it was, we did going up and down the stairs.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: but I was I was playing on the barbarian trying to grind some uh, midwinter blight and I had shifted to world tier four really early like i was like level 65 or something um and i was doing midwinter in tier four and not not as uh geared as i needed to be so it wiped me out pretty quick but then i rolled up a necro and i'm at like 55 right now and it's been just a little treat to play something new and uh, you know i think that pull of the season is you always have the access to something new and different right and i think that's what's always driving me forward well we're like if if the season offers this i'm going to go and chase that uh because the eternal can't. that that's why i never really dwell too much in eternal. and then to make it easier i will just kill off my characters when they shift over like give them an honorable death they get memorialized in the hall of I heroes love i love um, that see in you my
1: head in my head canon, my eternal character will play the expansion, the story content, because that's the character that's been through the story yeah. and experienced that, and they'll carry on that story when the expansion comes out. So I'm not like giving up on my eternal character. I just save them for specific scenarios like that.
0: It'll be really interesting to see what happens with that, and we'll, you know, we'll hit speculation uh, later on. But yeah, we do have an expansion mm-hmm. uh, down the road to talk about. Um, so, you know, uh, Season 2, uh, overwhelming success. And, Jen, you hit on it. Um, the, it is a very cool thing to have all these new updates. Um, you know, we did our podcast last episode. We were talking about the newest edition, which was the Abattoir of Zier. Um mm-hmm. And since then, we also got the Midwinter Blight. Uh, and we haven't got a chance to talk about Midwinter. Um, I absolutely love this event uh it has been so nice to like again i'm i'm just jumping in for a little bit i can go to the fracture peaks level up my new character and then turn all that stuff into cool new equipment for free right i can get myself a nice little cosmetic it doesn't have to be anything super fancy i don't really care but for those people who have that push and pull with, you know, the purchasing of cosmetics in a digital space, this is, you know, one of those those points of friction, right? Well, here's an opportunity. Listen, listen, listen. I'll, we're, we're getting into cosmetics. <laughs> All right?
2: These prices are away. outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> the prices are too dang high. How many times did I They finally put a rogue outfit in there I liked, and I was like, I'm like, oh, God, $25? No, I'm good. Thank you very much. Thank yeah. you very much.
1: Uh, I will yes. say, after quibbling what does and doesn't fit in the Diablo universe, I did buy the horse that has little twinkly stars coming out of its hooves as it runs across the map. So really, I'm talking out my ass.
0: You are. I spent I'm, money on that. You yeah. are part of the problem. Thanks a lot. I am, Those prices I am. I'm are ruining never, gaming for everybody. They're, they're never gonna go down. <laughs> um, Got no, whales out here ruining
2: everything
0: <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> uh, no, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, I think. It would be different if they were um class agnostic sets where like hey i buy this and applies to everything sure but since it's just for a single class and you know every season is a little different we're like hey maybe i want to try this but like all right well i spent i already spent 30 bucks on on that barbarian set so i guess i should play a barbarian um yeah i have a hard time with it but this is an example of hey i can get you know some cool skins for weapons Back attachment, uh, mount, trophy, and then we all, uh, as we mentioned a little bit pre-show, we got uh, free force armor, which normally people are pretty content to charge for. So it's been exciting. Uh, Have you been grinding out any Midwinter Blight guys?
1: Um, Played as much of it as I should yet. I'm actually saving it mostly for the Christmas break. I broke up officially from work today, so I can finally grind (laughs) that out. Um, But I have jumped in and out of it. That's been the beauty of it. I've just been so, so busy uh, and it's been great to just be able to sit, grab my Steam Deck and run around the Fractured Peaks killing things just for crafting materials to swap for cosmetics uh, and not think too much about it and then come off. Um, I do so far, I think, okay, there could have been a bit more with the event. We could have had some more little side quests, maybe. But I'm not complaining too much because it is a mid-season drop, which we don't usually get um all we've had to look forward to like as far as holiday season go is the Darkening of tristram every january which is the same exact run so if we get something different every december i'm all for that uh, you know they don't have to think too hard about it so yeah i'm happy uh i'm happy and i'm gonna grind all those cosmetics out just because i like to own everything Without nice. paying for it, I will say, I'm not going to buy everything in the store. I like to own everything in the <laughs> well, game. No, you're free. going out of business. You're, <laughs>
2: you're bankrupt if you buy I
1: also business. bought the really um, the slutty rogue outfit as well. The Dude, that's the one was... I'm
2: talking about that I, want. <laughs> that's
1: uh, what I want. It does look fantastic on a male uh, you're rogue. You're pushing me it's to do very, it, Jen. Uh, don't do it. It's very Dr. for I will highly recommend it. I can't wait to prance around in the snow in that for next season.
2: See, and that's, that's, that's my thing where it's like, you know, my eternal character. Mm -hmm. is my wife which is very confusing when we play because I'm playing as a character named my wife's name my character is playing her eternal character is Taylor Swift and my entire career of making things online I usually make my character Taylor Swift so the times
1: my boss in um, Baldur's Gate 3 is Taylor Swift right now (laughs) so I do that too
2: that's awesome yeah Yeah, yeah. and so like but it's like that thing I'm like dang my wife would look good in this this like corset and panty set but I'm like $25 I don't know (laughs) What? $5? I don't know.
1: She'll uh, freeze to death in the fractured piece.
2: Ah, no, she's fine. <laughs> don't worry about it. You know, there's a million reasons, she'll be all right.
1: It uh, does look amazing. It does.
2: Oh, now you're making me do it. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's, it's like, I'm sure we all do this, the gamer math thing of like, well... <laughs> I've played so many hours of it, and even for you know, I had a review code, so I didn't pay for So I should definitely kick something to the developers, right? To make them, yeah,
1: yeah. uh, I do the math. I could be out socializing this weekend, I could be in the pub with my friends, and that would have cost this much amount of money, but I'm not. I'm sat here playing Diablo. Uh, I'm gonna spend that money on a cosmetic.
2: I'm still saving money by doing this.
1: Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) You
2: you convinced me. I appreciate that. Uh, I've been enjoying Midwinter Blight. Yeah. Like it's uh, you know, I'm very similar uh to Jen, right? Where it's like I have been playing on my PlayStation Portal, uh and just sitting there. Like we've had my wife's who also named Jen, uh, her two sisters have been in town on back to back weekends or back to back weeks. So it's been come home, we do a dinner, you know, we take care of our two year old, put him down, and then usually retire to the living room for, you know, some movie or whatever. Uh and so yeah, I pop on one ear earbud and just sit there and play uh Diablo on it. So it's been fun jumping back it, again well, how long am I actually committed to this? You know, he, the, my son's been up and down. So I don't think I have that much time tonight to run like this, that, and the other. So let's just yeah. go grind some cosmetics. Let's just go get some blood vials and stuff like that. I've been having a good time with both of them jumping back and forth. And again, you know, especially coming back after, you know, however many, maybe a month, maybe two months off or whatever, to jump back in and have the map populated with things to do that weren't there before, right? And have the little things popping up of like counting down and this is happening, like. There's an excitement to that of like, oh cool, there's something happening. You
1: know, mm-hmm.
2: like I said, we close out of here on Friday, and so next week will be all Diablo as well.
0: Very that was awesome. And you'll have one of the best dress rogues um uh, imaginable at that point. I would <laughs> oh, yeah, I would suspect right, I'll do it right now,
1: everybody.
2: All right. <laughs> you got me? I had I had my I've been remote playing from home in case I had any questions about my characters. I'm gonna go do it right now.
1: <laughs> let's do it the I, store I, front just changed so i don't know if it'll be there today oh no um that's I how they get you they're no, like, there it is there it, it is <gasps> beauty and
2: sin equipment beauty right?
1: it's even got a great name
2: What? what's that yeah Uh-oh. oh sorry it's an instagram comment like you know of course the one time i show my phone i'm gonna get a text to <laughs> be like something horrible happened.
1: happened. <laughs> no. did tell us that we should embrace our sin Oh, I mean, there just, you go and I, I
2: See, think, I mean, look at, yeah that's my wife look how good she looks at that thing
0: now <laughs> uh, this right. is probably a good time to mention we are a diablo partner so uh diablo look at what we just did we did make greg miller purchase a rogue set i don't need so. to put
2: in a code or anything for you right like there's
0: no no there's no, no, no no don't worry
2: no um, code okay
0: no but i mean if if greg's willing to do it we got to ask listeners uh are you willing to do it get out there um i i will say so i i do appreciate well i, I disagree with the pricing of the cosmetics you don't have to have anything out. like my necro right now looks totally awesome using just the stuff that we can find um and i i can get some of the math there of wanting this team to keep making this game right of course this is this is what they've said like there is a battle pass um and then also the cosmetics that if if that's how they fund it to keep putting out good content like we got with season 2 and with the upcoming season 3 uh i, I guess you know while i'd like to see the prices go a little bit lower I'm, I'm sure at some point i will find myself buying something it was pretty close with the druid set the other day where the it had the moose horns and the ice coming down i was Ooh,
1: like oh yeah this I'll one looks one. really
0: cool but i held mm-hmm. off um maybe maybe they'll catch me later i'm not gonna i'm actually
1: something. really impressed with how they've done the shop um I, I don't agree there's a lot of clickbait articles about how um you know like blizzard are ruining games with the the and that he sort of forces you into buying cosmetics which isn't the case at all there's no pop-ups that tell you you know x y and z just bought this cosmetic and you can't see them that much in game, really. Do, do someone right. doesn't run past you and you think, oh god, I've got to have that. Um, yeah. You have to actually physically tab over to the shop to see it and open it up. Uh, I think that you know they don't really put it in your face while you're playing the game, which I appreciate. It is completely and utterly optional. And, and why should they make that, money?
2: Exactly. And I think you know, again, like I was so ready to when when the game launched, jump in there and like I'd go to the shop, you know, every update and you know the
1: I shop was trash at, at launch to be fair there was up nothing until now <laughs> i found
2: nothing that i actually thought looked great you know what i mean yeah. so like again this many months in to finally make a purchase and then also to, i never have i sat there with my character and been like my character looks horrible this is like, I, I i i have so much stuff in the wardrobe right when mm. i go there and i want to yeah. just play dress up and i go through and i pick different things like i have never felt that they are forcing my hand if you want to look cool you got to go here i'm getting a ton of stuff
0: right yeah. right Uh, It is very optional. Um, And it'd be interesting to see what they do. Like, my biggest push, and I'm a huge Path of Exile fan as well, is I want to see skills be modifiable. Give me a way to make my fireball green as a cosmetic. Mm -hmm. Give me a way to make my, you know, uh, necromancer skeletons have a red aura, or they turn into zombies instead of skeletons or something. Sure, 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 sure.
1: It's be controversial think. but I think they should oh, bring absolutely. back wings. I love oh. wings. I loved collecting all of the wings in Diablo 3. Where are my wings?
0: I feel like it being that might be too synonymous with Diablo 3 that they may not want to do it. I think like that. Oh. That's just
1: Oh no, invented. it would make people angry. That's why I want them to do it.
0: They gotta <laughs> <know>. <laughs> I mean it won't be soon but they got to bring that back at some point. I would I would imagine, but I think they're kind of keeping it a little bit more grounded at least for the time being. Um, fair enough yeah and that's that's fine. uh so the general consensus this new season is pretty solid i will state i did not expect uh, to be um and this is for leviathan uh you know we're about a month away from the new season to be playing as much diablo 4 as i am right now so path of exile just released a new league last week and i thought it would be a good time to dovetail and, and play that i got a couple days into the into the the new league and i've played more diablo 4 since that league launched than i have path of exile because i've just been I, i've had more of a pull which, which again was really surprising to me with a month to go that i would still have things i want to do like i have i have not touched Avatar of zero yet i have that hundred that's sitting there but i know he will die if he goes in uh, so he's yeah. not quite prepped. And <laughs> this, isn't like, your, this isn't your time yet. <laughs> it's, it's it's not a great story if my my avatar of story is well I loaded in and died right away so I don't like yeah, the mechanic. I got one hit, that was it, over. Right. Um, so I've he's not quite prepped. I spent more
1: time in season one of Diablo in season two of Diablo than I did the entire of Starfield's campaign, which shocked me when I looked at the hours.
0: I thought, <laughs> oh wow,
1: I really have for a lot of hours into this because Starfield is long. Right. But yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have said that would have happened with a season in Diablo 4. I mean, 3, we used to finish them in, what, a week? Yeah. Yeah, 4, they just keep bringing us back, yeah.
0: Even even without the, like, is a nice push, but uh, I've completed a druid, I've killed a bard, and I've got the necro. And I still haven't touched a, a sorcerer or a rogue yet this season, either. So, like, there's, there's still a bunch of checkboxes that i'm failing at over the course of the season despite the fact that i feel like i play a lot um not enough though not enough um is there
2: ever enough hmm. is there ever enough right I, every time I, I it doesn't matter if i play for 15 minutes or five hours every time i put it down i'm like i, should, I wish i accomplished more i wish i'd done this i wish i got that
0: well it's uh I, I, one of the beauties i think of the series is there's always another chase like a Sure. uh right now with the necro i'm chasing one particular aspect so i can put together uh an infinimist necro and i just don't have it so i'm chasing that but in tandem like then i'm trying to make the build that I currently have work a little bit better so that like i'm chasing and chasing and chasing and i'm going to find that piece it's going to be today or it's going to be tomorrow. um i'm going to make it work and then i'm gonna be like okay i can change the build but now i need to find all these other pieces to make it really shine um and then you just keep pushing and that's it's just exciting when things start to come together um so we're dovetailing and that's okay because this is this is genuinely a treat um this is this is so it's fun very talking exciting. To you guys.
1: yeah
0: um <laughs> this is my dream because so, every time i talk about
1: diablo and the games cast
2: everybody else is like well we don't play so okay i'm glad you're enjoying yourself greg i'm like
0: <laughs> well and that's something uh you know to kind of come back to and i think that's a, a good transition greg um you have stuck with diablo right and i've heard you yeah. bring it up on your show many times and obviously nobody else is is coming back to it um but i think that it's always nice to hear and especially in in a year like 2023 which has been crowded right um and you you would probably know better than i but it feels like one of the best years for video games right
2: i i think hands down okay, in terms of the quality yeah. of the game right the the counter argument or i should and I, maybe not even counter the caveat everybody puts on it which i agree is that it's been just such a bad year for layoffs in the industry and Correct. people losing yeah. their jobs and stuff like that but in terms of the quality of the games yeah
0: right no no and i think I, that is a, a good caveat to to attach to it because it is awful for the people who working in who you know when we can recognize the amazing things that are happening that they are getting laid off or being you know shuttered um, despite the fact that they were able to reap in massive profits and um yeah that that's totally unfortunate um but this it has been a very solid year and to to hear you keep bringing up diablo it doesn't feel like diablo came out this year sometimes uh, because of everything that has happened in june this was massive it's
1: a shame really that it has been uh, as in it's a shame for Diablo that it has been such an amazing year for games because had this come out any other year it would have got nominated for game of the year the fact that it didn't this year speaks volumes um, in that it was just so stacked it got left out and I wasn't surprised you know because there was just so many good games to choose from that it got overshadowed
2: yeah, 100%. Yeah. I think you saw the writing on the wall, sadly, as well. Again, sadly, yeah. from Diablo's perspective, but it's fair, garbage. it's fair, right.
1: it's absolutely fair. Yeah, oh, yeah.
2: exactly, exactly. Um, but, yeah, but you look at, like, you know, next year, I wonder, like, are we looking at Diablo as in game awards, right? You know, just for one mm-hmm. award show to pick, like, it, what have they done? Is it best ongoing? You know what I mean? I think you saw. Uh, Cyberpunk obviously turned a lot of heads this year with the hmm. Phantom Liberty DLC, right? Or yeah. expand alone. So like when we talk about the next expansion for Diablo, right? Is that gonna get nominated for stuff? And you know, it's just something earlier, I thought that was a salient point you were making, Jen, right? You're talking about the fact that you didn't expect season two to be so good, right? And now no. imagine what season three and four look like now that they have the learnings of season one and season two, right? Where it's like, sure they made changes between season one and season two, but it's not like they could go throw it all up and start from scratch. Now I really think you're going to look at and see, all right, we've listened to the audience, we are dialed into this, obviously we're committed to Diablo 4, how do we make it better for this next year? What does the one-year anniversary look like, and where are we, you know, a year from now, talking about a year, uh, year and a half of this game?
0: Well, I mean, one of the bigger things that we know is happening, is they have, they've frequently discussed, it's not going to be a Season 3 thing, but it will be Season 4, um, Itemization. So, there is still like a little bit of the chase missing of finding a good item, turning it into a great item. Sure. And that's what they want to fix. Like, they came out during BlizzCon and said, like, Hey, like, in their open, like, the, hey, here's our new expansion. But also, the first thing we're going to say is, We're going to work on itemization. Like, we know mm-hmm. your height. That's like, fine. Right, like that's them hearing and saying,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we we understand we could just put out another expansion, we could keep the core loop as it is, and and that's fine, but we want to make that significantly better, so you want to engage with it more. And like here I am, even in its current iteration, still playing a lot. But if that last little like kind of switch gets flipped, then then when the new Path of Exile League comes out. Maybe I'm not dialing in for that, you know, that lone weekend. I'm still chasing uh, in Diablo 4. So uh, I think those are all, you know, kind of good things. But uh, coming back to you talking about Diablo still, one of the things that yeah. really hooked me when you did your initial review outside of the, the great shout out you gave us, uh, which is, you know, again, it was very surreal. Uh, that was the moment where I was like, "Hey, wait, do other people listen to this? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not just
1: me, Zan. Other people right. listen. <laughs> like other.
0: Well, that's pretty cool. Um, was you know, you had the true perspective I think, of somebody who plays Diablo of saying like, "Hey, this is what I think of the game now. But I can't really give it an honest score because I haven't had enough time with it. This is a game sure. that." needs to breathe needs to get a season or two under its belt so here we are in season two going on season three where does it rate for you now sure well a great question
2: uh yeah because on the show i said four at the moment right when i put an asterisk next to it and so on the kind of funny scale we do five uh, a five point scale right uh three is okay four is great and five is amazing I would say I'm still right there at 4. and A, a very positive 4, obviously. Right. I think it's... What well, that means to me is that it's that, you know, you, we talked earlier, uh, uh, Jen, you mentioned, like, get you an impact for your kid is what they're playing. And, like, you know, you j- jump around, like, there's all these games that are, like, the the one more round, the one more dungeon, the one more checkbox, the you know, it has your hook, it, it's hooks in you, right? That is for me, Diablo 4 through and where it is that idea of, like, I am always down to play, what are we up to today, let's go in there and run around the map, and da-da-da-da. For me, it it doesn't get to that 5 out of 5 point, because, like, earlier you were asking about it, and we skated around, like, you know, favorite Diablos and stuff like that, or whatever. And Diablo, and I know this is going to piss people off, I apologize, <laughs> Diablo to me is a lot like Madden. Where it's like, I'm always shocked when somebody's like, oh, my favorite Madden was this. I'm like, oh, Madden is Madden is Madden is Madden. Like, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. One year I could charge for a hot dog, and the next year I couldn't, but I don't sit there and think about blah, blah. blah. Like, Diablo, even between the iterations, is this game you go into to go and kill a bunch of things and get the loot and do the thing, which I'm fine about. And Diablo 4 didn't changed my perspective on that it didn't ge- i i was you know me and jen by the end were skipping a lot of dialogue right we're like let's just get back and stuff blah, blah 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 and i think it missed uh, a bit of the balance in a story of like just it, gary witta uh one of my co-hosts um you know kind of funny ex cast here he was always joking around how it's just like everything so- he loves diablo 2 every conversation is so dire that this demon came up and stole a child and then oh, over here though these ghosts did and everybody's just like oh my life is horrible it's horrible and it's like for me that all becomes so one note of what the diablo 4 story is that it's just like cool i love to be in this world and, and click and kill things and that's what i'm doing with it and i love that and like for me it is a gameplay thing where it's like that's what's driving me whereas i think for a five it would need to be that i was super invested in the characters and where we're going and what we're doing and why we're doing it rather than just like all right let's just go get them that's fair um get off my show
1: Did <laughs> you? <laughs> Like the, uh, look. It was like a knife to my heart. Oh,
2: <laughs> and I said saw. He didn't it. Care I and
1: like, hey, I'm not that guy.
2: Like <sighs> you know what I mean. Like I am the story guy in our in, yeah. Uh, uh, not our industry. That's way too much, I guess. But like in terms of <laughs> like, the money in the podcast, like I am the. Oh man, I love this narrative and that and blah blah blah. and Like that's what draws me to games. So, for Diablo, for it just not to have clicked for me, right? And there was mm-hmm. like obviously moments, of course, like where there was cool stuff. You know, we gotta go. Uh, you know, well, I wasn't gonna say spoilers, but like you know, we're going after the. The mom's dead, but she comes back. But then she gets in, and I'm like, ah, oh, this is cool, this is dope, I'm enjoying this. But overall, I'm just like,
0: ah, oh, let's just go kill. I think that's fair. I mean, I I do understand. Um, like I haven't replayed the campaign since June, July. Um, because I think much can do, Greg. Like it is the loot, right? I want to get in. I want to play that character. Um, I do, I did enjoy the story. Um, I thought it was. Better than Diablo 3s, uh, which is what I wanted. But yeah, there's st-
1: <laughs> right.
0: Um so it was it was nice to to have a little bit more focus and we'll see where they end up taking it in the newest expansion, um sometime in 2024. And there's a segue again. So as we're looking at Diablo, mm-hmm. right. And we're looking ahead we have season three on uh january 23rd we have an ex what well, we could then assume we'll have season four on april 23rd um mm-hmm. and ideally an expansion somewhere between july 23rd and october um maybe that's just me guessing at dates like i just know i'm like eh, i guess it works um What do you want to see like what is what is the thing that you want in your diablo that's that's not there yet or that you just want more of
1: an armory for the love of god i want an armory because at the moment where i'm at i i still haven't actually fought uber lilith because i have to completely change my build just for that one fight and i refuse to do it (laughs) unless they give us an armory and i can switch straight back again afterwards if it doesn't work um just having to respec everything and get new equipment and new aspects and then d- go back again and do it all step by step is just t- t- it's too much of a that's too much of a grind for me. Um I would like that and I'd like to be able to experiment between builds more. At the moment I just can't be bothered because I can't save each individual one. And we could in Diablo 3 so um, it-, it can't be that hard for them to implement. So I just want them to encourage experimentation more mm. in the future. That's my main wish.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, first off, you nail that, Jen. Right? We were talking about this yesterday. Uh, not in the Diablo way, but in just the more general thing of like, I hate when you get to a, any game uh, where it's like, this is the meta, this is the build, you have to go do it this way. Because mm, you know? yeah. for me, that always su- sucks the fun out of it. For me, where it's like, you know, for Diablo, yes, there's the narrative, but for me, the story of my character is picking the skills and picking the the, the way i'm spending these points and what i'm doing i know that might not be the smartest thing and i could go watch a youtube video on how to and i i don't want to do that though i want to get i want to be in this world and like oh that sounds cool let's do that oh i really like that. let's reinvest here and so when stuff changes off like this i was like oh man that's not what i want to do um for the expansion though like you know I know, don't get me wrong, like I said, I'm, I'm running, my my Eternal's a rogue. I'm sure uh, this hardcore character I'll make on Friday is going to be a rogue, blah, blah, blah. Bring back a Demon Hunter class. I I I was Demon Hunter through and through in Diablo 3. That's who Same. I loved being. Come Every on, season. Jen, come on, Jen, come on! Uh, <laughs> like uh, Let's do it, let's
1: get machine back Machine gun crossbowers. Yes! Oh <laughs> yes. yes,
2: please, please, please give us that yeah. class. That's what I'd love out of that expansion. Let alone, probably, you know, something crazy in the environment you know a varied environment or something we're doing that we haven't seen before that's always fun color palettes
0: what about you Zane? um for me it's just that itemization piece and and knowing that that will be kind of locked in Uh, i already have my favorite class guys they made a druid they they put it in i i feel no desire to to stray from that uh actually I would say I I want druid companions to be viable. I want to be able to like if I if I yeah. have the option to have them to run a druid that is like a necromancer, um not it doesn't have to be as effective, but like hey, my 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 little wolves, my my ravens will do something and this is a choice like this all works. It's it's whole it's its own wheel on the tree. But you can't really make an uh, an actual summoner druid. Um, so I'd like to see that. But other than that, uh, obviously, we will get a new class. Um, uh, I think everybody has their own hopes for what it will be. I, they did, though, allude that it's going to be something brand new, something not to appear yet in the Diablo universe. So that, mm, and I put a kibosh on on your demon hunter doesn't mean it couldn't return down the road i was good they'll get they'll get there eventually this game's gonna yeah. be cool.
1: eventually I, I i think to like ignore the cries from the community for a paladin or a holy crusader type build would be a mistake Ooh. um because i think at the moment as the lineup stands it's the one that really stands out as a clearer mission and we do need that sword and shield type character so hopefully they do add that eventually whether it's before or after the expansion because why not add something that people want? why not,
2: yeah, hundred percent you gotta make you gotta keep the community happy, and there's always that balancing yeah. act of having your own vision, obviously as a game developer yeah. putting it out there, but then for a game like this, where obviously people are so invested in it right, and sticking with it and wanting wanting to come back every season, if not every week or every day, yeah that,
0: that that's an easy win, mm mm-hmm. yeah, no, it it'll be interesting, I think but it's also it's exciting uh i i think it was it's been such a shift you know we come back to like season one and feeling so like is this it is this what is the a season you yeah, get a couple of rings and there's this new boss we maybe sometimes see like oh man and then season two like all right hey you want to be able to get uniques here's a way to farm them and here's a way to target the things that you want um and here are the materials that you're you know you're used to grinding things in the diablo game go get them and now you can farm the bosses um and then you can still have your uber lilith and oh guess what midway through the season let's give you stuff that's ridiculously hard which has been mastered we we did get people who have done tier 25 of the avatar of zero now which is absolutely insane um they're all barbarians, so that's a different conversation for a different podcast.
2: Just talking trash. <laughs> you can feel the trash talk coming out. He's not saying it, but you can feel it.
0: It's, it's you know, it, if if they're gonna give you the ability to do ridiculous amounts of damage, you, you should pursue it. And playing a barbarian is pretty fucking fun. Um, I'm that's not, yeah, like it's when you smash and the whole screen goes. But I get it. I get it. Um, but you know that was a that was just something that they added on That's that's a six-week one-off that who knows what they end up doing with it and then hey here's a winter event um so season three is is seeming like if they can do even half of what they've done i don't expect like i don't know what would is there a holiday somewhere in there uh Valentine's Day, that doesn't feel like yeah, like it doesn't feel like it lines up with. I'd love to see their
1: twist on that. If they've made a this, this is essentially a Christmas event that they've made pretty right, right. I'd love to see their take on Valentine's Day,
0: yeah. Um, maybe, maybe like it would be close. Um,
1: evil cupid traveling around sanctuary ripping out (laughs) people's hearts. I I, I could write it for them, I could see it.
0: Um, you know again it's it's a small little thing if we get some cool little cosmetics uh i will happily grind those out um and be yeah it's it's been a nice shift um so we've been talking a while and i don't want to take up too much of either one of your time uh, but this has been a real treat uh hopefully i've not scared you off greg and you will uh would you like to come back at some point? Oh, talk I'd more love Diabla? to come
2: back. This has been
0: great. Yeah, you, I didn't even
2: realize how much time had passed so you said that. <laughs> this has been great.
0: Awesome. Um, so any last thoughts as we kind of close out? You know, uh, any? we've got a month left. I think that's a good way to end it. Uh, you got a month left of this season. What is it you want to do before it ends?
1: oh i'm just interested in getting all the cosmetics really and then i'm probably going to take a breather and move on to other games while i've got time off once i've got that done um uh, just so i can come back fresh in january with whatever the new season brings uh, i feel like i've I've definitely had my fill this season we've had a lot of content um so yeah i'm cool with just collecting what i need to and leaving Nothing <laughs> sounds, wrong with that sounds terrible
2: just remaining time and mainly next week being off for kind of funny, mm. I just want to binge. You know what I mean? Like, I feel mm. like I've already played everything I need to play for Game of the Year. I'm, I'm to the—you know, I don't need to worry. There's not another review code there. I, th- I'm getting emails about the review codes I need to worry about in January. They're not here early. Let's just go in there and just play this, you know, and mm. be like, this is just what it is, and go through and get all this stuff and wrap my head around where I'm going. Start making my trophy guide for how I'm going to go get the rest of these. <laughs> I'd love to play with you, Zamp. I'd love to do that at some point—is actually play with you. Yeah.
1: You'll have to um, play hardcore. That's true. I will. I'm gonna have one
2: on Friday, and maybe that'll yeah. turn me. The, the, maybe that's gonna, you know, remove the veil from my eyes, and I'll be like, "This is the truth. This is the way I need
0: to play." Uh, yeah. Uh, well, you know, off off screen, we'll we'll trade our uh, battle tags and all that kind of stuff, and we could definitely set that up and play. Um, Hell yeah because I play a lot. Um, (laughs) I can't help it. Um, Okay, Well, this has been a a delight, and this will be the last show of the year, so thank you guys for for joining us. Um, And let's uh, close it out, as we always do, with a moo, moo, moo.
1: Hey, moo. Moo, moo. Yay! Let's stop recording.